Oh, yeah. It's always nice to have a good fade. Nice fade out on the track there. And high five, high five to you, John J.E. Great, great show. And just before us today, and how are you all out there in All Flavours Land? I am Wimbo77 and... I'm Naturally Lily. In the studio today on quite, what I'd say, a very cold winter's day. What do you think, Lily? Yeah, it was very cold today, very icy. Mm. Almost preparing us for something, I think. Uh, Let's hope it's not snow. You I know, think it might be, you know. Those people from the um, Sainsbury's advert might actually get their white Christmas <laughs> after all. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? I know. Hi, Joy McKay. Hi, DJ Laro and George Flavors, all there in the chat room. Come on, guys. Once you lock on, do come and join us in the chat room tonight. And I must say, we are talking about some rather heavy, or t- tackling a rather heavy topic tonight. And, um, yeah, we would like to get your views and how you feel about what it is is that we will be speaking about. But in today's, like, Black History Facts, Mm -hmm. did you know that it was um, Sammy Davis Jr.'s Earthstrong? Oh, wow. Yeah, Sammy Davis Earthstrong. What, today? Today. Oh, nice. The 8th of December. He was born in 1925. Wow. Yeah, I think he broke quite a few barriers, didn't he, Sammy Davis Jr.? The, with the Rat Pack. Do you mm-hmm. know um, Freddie... What's the guy's name now? The, uh, Fred... He was a singer. He sang New York, New York. Um, Start spreading the news. Anyway, don't worry about it. It was him. It was like the I'm Rat Pack. leaving today. Oh, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Frank Sinatra. That's the That's one. That's it. It came back to me. See, the, the grey the cell matters. It is, I mean, it's what... Happy moment. It does have its moments. I think it's been having moments all day because I had a little bit of bad news today. But, you know, life does throw us these um, these turns and twists and turns. But mm-hmm. we do have to continue on regardless. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, just remember that life is precious, life is beautiful, and we do have to really embrace it, every single ounce and essence of it, right? This is very true. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah, so, you know, I think the first thing we'll kick off with, something just a bit light, but it's not light at all because it's got to do with the Bank of England. Yes. And apparently they've been criticised for losing £50 billion of banknotes, of £50 billion of banknotes. How do you lose £50 billion worth of banknotes? Mm, And it is the Bank of England, isn't it? You know, they're around the world, high security, Threadneedle Street, you know, all that stuff. How, yeah, you're right. How do, they, how do you lose £50 billion? Um, I mean, pounds? I've, I've misplaced a fiver before, but how do you... <laughs> Even a 20. How do you misplace £50 billion pounds worth of notes? Notes, banknotes. Mm. These are actual banknotes that they've lost, right? Yeah, yeah. And wow. can, that can't be like everyone just stashing or stacking, because they said that maybe it's due to the fact that some people are stacking saving their money over this whole period that we've been in so people aren't kind of giving their bank notes back to well, the bank. stacking it in their mattress and not yeah. putting it in the bank yeah but doing a bit no, of a ken not 50 billion pounds worth mm, no yeah. way yeah and it says that, um in in stiff rebuke fourth red needle street that common public accounts committee said that money which is equivalent to a stack 
of five pounds note, five pound notes more than 800 miles high. That's a lot of money. Wow. And they've lost it. They've lost it. So guys, would you think that, what do you think's happened to that money out there? What do you think um, the Bank of England have done? Do you think that maybe the, the CEO, I don't know, is it the CEO of the bank or the chief executive? Uh, whoever it is, maybe they've done somewhere. it to maybe they've done it to push the um, I don't know if it would make a difference, but to push the value mm-hmm. of the pound up. Maybe I don't know. But does it push the value up? Because the more you print, is the less value that it has. Exactly. So if you lose fifty billion pounds worth of print, mm. maybe that makes it more valuable. I don't know. They say that maybe some of it might be abroad because obviously when you travel. Yeah. It gets, you know, you get the foreign exchange. However, has anyone really travelled this year? No, but I don't... Has anyone travelled? Is this taking in... Is this talking about money that's in circulation? Because obviously people have the odd banknotes in their house, in their purse, in their car, in wherever people keep their banknotes. But I don't understand when they say they've misplaced 50 billion... Mm. pounds worth of banknotes what does that i don't know i don't understand how you could misplace banknotes especially if they're not traceable because one thing that they said is that banknotes in their very own design are not traceable making it hard for the bank to follow up follow the money and know exactly where it where its notes end up so that means that someone within the bank could have actually stolen that and just be just putting that on yeah. yeah put it to the side for a rainy day yeah that rainy day fund <laughs> we spoke about last week. Yeah, that's a very big rainy day fund, isn't it? Wow. But how can you lose so much, guys? Let us know. Oh seven eight nine five one three four seven one three. Tell us what you think they might have done with that that cash, where they've stacked the cash, if it's on some offshore account or something or somewhere. But this is it does have an effect, I'm sure, on the the public, mm. right? Because if they've got to reprint, then that, again, drives the economy down. But what I find interesting, it says the value of the, the value of banknotes in circulation has shot up this year, which the bank has said is probably because more people started hoarding cash during the COVID-19 pandemic in case they needed it. However, shops weren't accepting banknotes. Very true. A lot of, thing, well, a lot of payments were you needed to pay... Um, debit or credit card mm. so why on earth would people be hoarding banknotes if they know they can't it's no good in a shop because like generally the people that are going to do that are the people that are maybe old business no not businesses businesses aren't going to stash notes mm, it's in a safe somewhere but whose safe is it in mm. and that means it's not safe because we don't know where it is yeah right and that's quite crazy. I mean, it says that more people, and we know that we we are driving, or the the system is driving towards a non cashless society. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they've lost that. So that's another thing they think. No, no more paper money. Everything on card, which again makes it harder for the everyday everyday person. Yeah, because a lot of people still do deal... Like, someone came into <laughs> into our office um, the other day and was asking, oh, has anyone got any notes? I've left my purse upstairs. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like, oh, yeah, wait, does anyone carry cash anymore? It's true. <laughs> no one really carries cash anymore. Everyone just 
tap, tap, tap. Yeah, yeah. I find that I, it took me a long time to start tapping. Why? Because I find that when you're tapping, you don't think about what you're spending. That's the whole point of contactless. Mm, that's what I didn't like it. about it. It's, it's, when you take cash out of your wallet or out of your purse, mm. you take out that £10 note, you count your change. You physically, It's like a agreement that you make with the money coming out of your purse and your purse, I'm going to put a certain amount back in you. Yeah. Whereas when you're using your contactless card or your Apple Pay or Google Pay or whatever pay, mm. you don't have that same mental conversation with yourself that you would have when you're um paying with money tap tap mm. it's really bad yeah and when i first used it i was like oh it was just like a rush of through through but now obviously <laughs> no seriously <laughs> no i don't oh i don't consume too too much so i found that quite weird mm. but then again with all the fraud and stuff that can go on as well because there's a lot of scams going on yeah, but you just got to yeah. be mindful. You've got to be vigilant. Mm. Mm. And there, there, is, there was something that I wanted to, to tackle this evening and, mm. and we'll talk about it um, during the break. But that's, again, something really, really important when it comes down to us being safe mm-hmm. and not being caught out by these fraudsters. Mm. Because obviously the bank does have to... It's going back to the bank, losing those banknotes, mm. fraud... You know, and how we're affected by it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of money that's gone missing. We don't know where it is. We don't know what they've done with it. And, um, yeah, give us some give us some pointers, guys. Let us know. 07895 134713. Now, during the show, I'm going to be playing a couple of songs. And this is going to be a pointer as to who we're bringing on the show next week. Mm-hmm. All right, so maybe we might put out a little competition. It's going to be a bit of a hard one, uh, but uh, we'll do a little competition to see if anyone could figure out who we might be bringing on the show next week. All right, so a special guest, a very very special guest, and um, yeah, we're we're looking quite forward to it, and um, yeah. So we'll see you in five. You're listening to the Draft Time Show on allravensradio.com. Yeah! All right! The best radio station in the world. In the world. Allflavorsradio.com is right here, right now. Hi everyone, this is Shayla Prosper and I have a new album out, Under My Skin. Filled with high energy jams like this. Shaylaprospermusic.com and enjoy this collection of rich, warm, contemporary soul and R&B cuts that you will enjoy in the playlist years to come. Under my skin, out Tune in to All Flavors Radio, Saturdays 8 to 10 with DJ Nigy on the Shortiest Show. 
one of Eve's Lewis' favorite hangouts. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2, and the Vibe Show, Tuesdays, 8 till 10, on All Flavors Radio. 24-7, playing your favorite artists. Hi, this is Everton Blender, and it's all about the old flavors radio. Six and I am on Bushman, and guess what? You got it locked to our flavors. I say come take a little winding up. Ayo, it's a girl calling XP, the Booyah Queen, straight out of Dominica. Bigging up all flavors radio. Keep it locked. All flavors radio. Hi, I'm Heather Hayward, and I'm tuned to the Drive Time Show with Wimbo and Naturally on AllFlavorsRadio.com. Go there, girls. Uh, that was the sounds of the of Crusaders featuring Randy Crawford. Oh, the grey cell matters are going in. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. So we were speaking before uh, the break about the $50 billion, or pounds, should I say, that's gone missing from the Bank of England. Mm -hmm. And um, we mentioned about the scams that are also going on at this time because there are an awful lot, being it in the festive season, Mm -hmm. um, being it that a lot of people are under pressure, being it many, many different reasons as as to why people would want to scam it's scams have been going on like forever mm-hmm. um but now with we were speaking about the contactless cards weren't we yeah and so we we know that it's a lot easier to get hold of people's details yeah. so forth and there's one that's going around now where they call they call you mm-hmm. and if you answer the phone and they ask you a question and then they try and get you to say yes. They try and get you to, to say various things. Because I know in some instances in my bank, I say my voice is my passport, for instance. Yeah. And then that's what gets you through to through security. Mm-hmm. And this is actually what they're using. Wow. You say yes on the phone. And that if it's an Amazon uh, package or something that you'd like to purchase or for whatever various reasons... Mm-hmm. Then, that, then they will use your, get, your details that way. Yeah, use your details. I mean, what do you think about that? I think these people are very innovative, actually, because um, I just don't understand. They put so much time into trying to get someone's details with, you know, why don't you use it for the greater good? But mm-hmm. I know there's other ones that are going around at the moment, like there's a DPD one <clears throat> that talks about your deliveries we haven't been able to deliver your parcel. Please fill in these details. Otherwise, you're going to have to pay mm. to get it re-delivered. Um, and there's another one that's to do with um, your car tax. So they'll send you an email saying, oh, your payment for this month has failed. Yeah, We're not going to take your direct debit anymore. Pay with a credit card. Mm. Um and some people go in and think, oh, no, my thing's not been paid. Let me go and put my details in. But you should know that those sort of companies will never ask you for your details, go and log in here and give us your bank details that way. It's always best to call to, yeah. to kind of clarify it. But the, they're just coming up with loads of different methods now. I like to just click on the from yeah, to, to see, send. see the email address. But they look quite, some of them could look quite official. Mm. Um, because the one that I saw, it had a, kind of a .gov mm. address 
But then it had a woman's address thereafter. Yeah. So Jeanette at AOL. You yeah. know, the government aren't going to send you stuff. And like you rightly said, anyway. no, not with their personal. So, and it was kind of, it was kind of like a fluffy at .gov. Yeah. But it wasn't a .gov yeah. address. So really be mindful. But it, I mean, for people that are aware, younger people mm. are aware of these things. But what about, you know, the vulnerable. Sometimes though, even as younger people, we're not aware mm. because you, I've been, you know, caught out many times where I've gone and clicked it to think, oh no, what is this referring to? Yeah. Um, and then obviously you find out, no, they're just fishing for your information. Um, but I think you should always, if you feel like it's dodgy, it usually is. Mm. In so my that, opinion. That, you use that second brain in your yeah. gut. And if just, you think it's dodgy, you need to contact the person that sent you the email. So if it's you think it's from DVLA, for example, contact the DVLA and say, is this correct? Or check right. your bank statement. Yeah, yeah. Because I did, when I, when I saw that one mm. from the DVLA, and I was like, but I'm sure that that went out. So I was able mm. to go in and, again, check the your bank statement for the month and say, right, that's been paid. And then I even had one from O2. But when yes. I went into the store, because that looks... Again, it's not, they say they yeah. always use their official O2. Mm. But the way that it came, I thought that, oh no, I didn't pay the bill. So I went into the shop. Yeah. And the guy goes, no. And he gave me a discount. It was like, oh <laughs> gosh, it took my monthly payments down to like, Laughing. like, yeah, it was great. I was like, oh, thanks, guys. So mm. we're trying. But, you know, I went into the shop and they could confirm. Yeah, someone you know, did send something to me saying that the um, telephone companies they're using telephone companies say you haven't paid your bill and Mm. things like that um but it's with anything now because i just did some training the other day on information and it was saying that with most companies they will use their kind of company name do you know what i mean so if it's from for example info at allflavorsradio.com they will always use their verified name they yeah. won't use it from someone's hotmail you know if it's coming from a hotmail or whatever mm. then it's generally not verified um but yeah they're getting really the dpd Smart. one got me i was like oh my what did i order <laughs> and then i was thinking no but i haven't ordered anything mm. it's so random but it does have you questioning yourself you know i saw it was a video and it was a delivery woman I think this was in the States oh, yeah. and it was a guy, she delivered, she actually worked for the company. Mm. She delivered the packages, but then she took them back. She scanned them as if the person wasn't home, mm. but the guy had a ring bell. I don't know yeah, if you guys were aware of a ring doorbell where it can see mm. who comes to the door and he was watching her and he videoed her. Mm. She lost her job. Good. You know, Good. even the people like, this is a bit like Bank of England. It was an inside job. (laughs) Like, everyone's doing an inside job. Like, you know. Oh, my goodness. Come on. Because then she's going to go and sell that onto someone else and make money Mm. from that, isn't she? But she's got a job. Is it worth? Is it worth, guys, beautiful people, is it worth your job's worth? Like, going against the company and doing underhanded stuff. Mm. I mean, you've got to think about this. Like, what is the point? Okay, I just think, given the current climate that we're in, I said this to you earlier, if the general populace of people have not realised that they need to have a side hustle by mm. this by this point in time, um, maybe they're just really, really happy 
where they are, but mm. there is always something you need to always supplement your income. And thinking of that woman who does delivery, the first thing that comes to my mind is, oh, she'd be great for things like drop shipping, which is being that person. You have your own little online shop. You never ever owned a product, mm. but you have your own online shop someone says oh i want to buy an iphone for example you'll charge them an extra hundred pound on top of what the iphone actually costs and all you've got to do is get the iphone people to deliver it to that person's address wow. and you make your your money there you go you see a lot of these adverts that pop up on youtube don't you like telling you or saying how you can actually yes. do it have a bit of a side hustle and how i guess you her side hustle was hustling with amazon and she you could, know, have, she, she could have still been that hustle but, on Amazon, but legit, yeah. you know. So think about it. Your job's worth is not worth, not worth even, you know, even, you know, you get people that probably um, clean offices, mm. that where others leave their stuff lying around. Mm. It's not your job's worth to pinch that person's stuff because yeah. it, eventually you're going to get caught out. Yeah. And as she did with that ring lighter, she got caught out and now she hasn't got a job. You know, so, yeah, think of ways in which we can make money, mm. but to earn it legitimately. I know, a lot of ways. Feel free to contact me, guys, on Instagram. <laughs> no, seriously, there are so many different methods that you can be in the comfort of your own bed mm. and be making money. You so can make true. money in your sleep. Mm. You know, it's now we live in a society of, we live in the digital age. I think before the digital age, maybe it was a bit harder, the, the work that you had to put in. I mean, you still got to put in the work, but there's not much of an outside grind now. Like, you can literally be in the comfort of your home mm. making that money. It's very, very true. You just have to be a bit innovative and, like, break that mould, break that box mm. and not be stuck to think, oh, gosh, day job, mm. and that's it. Because we're realising now in this day and age that it's just not cutting it a day Definitely. job, really. You know, I was reading uh, the local paper today and even people that have nothing in place because they are working, mm. and we've spoken about this a long time ago, they're having to go and tap into resources or food bank resources because yeah. they just don't, they can't afford to live because people are living currently so close to the breadline mm. that you are literally... It's one of those things, isn't it, where you just think... Like, even thinking about what I do, so you, you can't think your job is secure. You can't think, oh, yeah, I've got this job for the next 40 years because nobody knows what is happening tomorrow. Mm. No one knew in 2019 that 2020 was going to be an epidemic. Absolutely. Or a pandemic, sorry. Yes. Nobody knew that. We were no. just going about jolly lives. Exactly. <laughs> you know, oh, there's a virus in Wuhan. Like, no one really paid any attention. Mm. And then it started affecting us. And then the light bulb started going off. But could you imagine if, do you know, when it comes to technology, thank goodness for technology. I mean, we're using technology night tonight to yeah. broadcast this, right? Yeah. Who'd have ever thought that you'd have been able to do something like this? Mm. And with the fact of like Teams, with the fact of Zoom, with the fact of all these StreamYard, whatever mm. uh, things that we can use to facilitate whatever business that we may be running. Yeah. I think it's quite amazing. Yeah. You know, and we have come a long way from when we was at, school that we had nothing in the way mm. like this so if something had happened I guess 
And when it comes to a pandemic, mm. say back in the 70s, we'd have been stuffed. Completely shut down, yeah. Like, how would we have survived that? Yeah. But now, uh, sometimes I do think that there is a bit of an ulterior motive behind this whole COVID but thing. But even if there is, you you need to think of it in the sense that for, for yourself, you know, going forward and starting your businesses and things like that, you've had to rethink mm. how you will go forward because yeah. of the situation that we've been put in. And it's almost like a blessing in disguise. If this hadn't happened we would still be doing things in a certain way, only being able to reach a certain um, demographic of people, mm. you know, whereas now we're put in a position where, okay, this has completely thrown us off. u turn, yeah. But I can actually reach way more people than I potentially thought I could have reached if I had just gone down that one pathway that had set in front of me before totally and it's, it's not just a national thing it can now be an international, international yeah. thing no I had a lady that joined um in on one of my meetings mm -hmm. and she was from the states a lot of people yeah. that I know from the United States and uh, next week this is one little tip guys <laughs> remember I said listen out for some little pointers as to who we might be having on the show mm -hmm. next week and the person that we'll be having on the show next week they're from the United States of America. Okay, yeah. That's your first little clue, <laughs> first okay? Clue. First clue. And um, yeah, so we're able to even line up. Mm. We're not in the same room because we've had guests come in, mm -hmm. but you can actually, we've had um, an interview, didn't we, over the phone, yeah, one of the, the first ones, mm. and that was amazing. So, you know, like we said, there's scams, but then we don't need to be scammed. Yeah. But then everything isn't a scam as well. Yeah, everything isn't a scam too. But that side hustle, we were talking about the lady with the van mm. that worked for DP, no, it was for Amazon, mm. stealing the, the merchandise and then losing her job. She have just found a side hustle. She'd have been all right. Mm. You know, so what are your thoughts out there as regards to having a side hustle? And do you have any suggestions, perhaps, for other people? I mean, Leisha, you've said that one about the, the dropshipping. Drop shipping, yeah. I think that's really great. Do you Give us one more. Um, investments. Yeah. Investments, like long-term investments, short-term investments, trading. Right. That kind of investing. Trading, though, you've got to learn. You have, do have you to do learn have platform, to learn. don't you? You do have to learn how to trade. Mm. Um, it's not... I think a lot of people want to make fast money and fast money is not lasting no. money in my opinion so you have to with anything you have to learn the skill mm. I mean we go to uni for three to four years to get a relatively mediocre job that we go to nine to five and at 65 we can retire mm. um why not learn a, why not learn another skill within six to six months to a year yeah, and make money at the same time. Absolutely, and again, obviously, we got to invest in ourselves. You pay into Always, something, but you yeah. learn. Always. You can actually learn something that's going to advance you as a person. Mm. Another one I can give you is I run courses, mm. so I have online courses where people can tap into those, mm -hmm. go and download like writers that have writers courses, but also ones on um, well well being and uh, mental health, mm -hmm. so you can tap into those. And running online workshops, workshops yeah. via Zoom or via Teams. So we've got, that's about four four side hustles. There, Do you right? know? I think a lot of people don't realise that each one of us mm. has something that we can 
kind of honing on a skill. Some people are good at making things. Some people are good at speaking. Some people are good at technology. Each of those things can potentially potentially pay you. Yeah. Do you know? So like YouTube, who would have thought however many years ago that YouTube came out Mm. that we would now be using, I mean, I'm sure Jayla's school uses her. YouTube to teach them. Yeah. Yeah. So who knew how big that platform was going to be and how many people would be able to um, build wealth off of having (laughs) funny little channels on YouTube? So simple things like that. You just find out what you're good at. And and that's a monthly income for some. Mm. You have to have on YouTube, you have to have a thousand subscribers Mm. and also a certain amount of hours of watch time. Mm hmm. So again, you know, you might be a comedian, you might be anyone, put exactly. some, just be ingenious, you know, be innovative and find something that people can tap into. Mm. But, you know, you, you're, you're, you find the problem, someone has a problem, you have the solution. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, Everyone's got that, that skill. Everyone's got something they can hone in on and we just need to. Yeah, tap into tap it. Into it yeah. So whatever skill, whatever uh, something that problem solution. Mm-hmm. So if you if you've got something that you know, and I think all of us all of us have something. Yeah, I think yeah. um, is it John Jay or Charlie Muir? They have they've started putting their stuff up on Mixcloud. Okay, like their um, mixes and stuff like that. That's mm. that's another one, isn't it? Because people love music. Yeah. DJs looking for stuff. Like you put it up and then you people tap into that and buy it, mm. you know. So that's another another form mm. for musicians. Maybe um, Shayla Prosper. Yeah, she's she's got her stuff on her on her website. She's selling her albums through her web, website, and again, that's the same. I sell my album albums through my website. Mm. Again, just how can we utilize mm. what we have, what we're good at, and help other people with what we have right so yeah that's something really to think about and um especially in this day and age we can be as innovative as we like we Mm -hmm. can we can really bring something to the table and like i said problem solution we help other people out and from it we can actually have a side hustle or even have a career Mm. out of helping others all right, so we'll see you in five. Hi, everyone. This is Shayla Prosper. I have a new album out. It's Under My Skin. Filled with high-energy jams like this. Mellow mid-tempo moves like this. Grab yourself a copy from my website, shaylaprospermusic.com and enjoy this collection of rich, warm, contemporary soul and R&B cuts that you will enjoy in the playlist years to come. Under my skin, out. Tune in to 
All Flavors Radio, Saturdays 8 to 10 with DJ Nigey on the shortiest show, one of Eve's Lewis' favorite hangouts. All Flavors Radio is now looking for radio presenters. Email us at info at allflavorsradio.com. Catch DJ Laro on Sundays with the Caribbean Party, 12 to 2 on the Vibe Show, Tuesdays 8 till 10 on All Flavors Radio. 24-7, playing your favorite artists. Hi, this is Everton Blender, and it's all about the old flavors radio. Six and I am on Bushman, and guess what? You got to lock to our flavors. I say, come take a little winding up. Hey, yo, it's a girl, Colin XP, the Booyah Queen, straight out of Dominica. Bigging up all flavors radio. Keep it locked. All flavors radio. That was Barbara Mason with another man. And the first track that we played was a track done by... Stevie Wonder, Do I Do? Oh, yeah. So another man is beating my time. (laughs) He went into a closet. She was looking for a dress. She couldn't find it because he had pinched it to wear for himself. Fair enough, as they do. And, yeah, as they do. And, um, yeah, lots of things, shopping down on a street where women normally shop. So I'm sure you could gather what the topic of conversation is going to be right now. And that is, yes, being deviant or underhanded on the down low. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call it being on the down low. And really, she, it was her man that was being like that, mm-hmm. right? And this is something uh, where men go out um to seek erotic gratification, right, through means that are considered maybe odd or unacceptable um, to most people in their community or influential persons. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that we we live in a society where gender, no one's gender specific anymore. Mm. But the reason why we thought we'd tackle this subject is that it was a friend of ours and he he asked us to, to tackle this topic mm-hmm. due to the fact that there's a lot of men that are out there on the down low. Yeah. And because of this, uh, although we read an article saying that a lot of BME men, mm-hmm. that they are quite careful, mm-hmm. but HIV, when it comes to the BME community, is quite high. I think it's 1,500 1, um, Okay. Was one statistic. This is during. This is African. Um, one thousand five hundred in the UK. Out, yeah. Out of what? Um, that's this is heterosexuals, but it was about four thousand and something um, um, amongst gay. But out of what women. number? Well, the population. I'd have thought because the population is quite big. Billion. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'll, I'll I'll work that one out. I'll get the the numbers up. I'll okay. call them up in a minute. But that's quite shocking, isn't it? So, fifteen hundred of these men were no, that's heterosexual. heterosexual yeah, and they've in, taken it home, or couples where a man has taken it home, HIV, and infected a partner. Okay, women can do it as well. Women can um, bring obviously, obviously STIs. Mm. We're talking in this case because this is something that we don't talk much of, is that people HIV is still out there. Yeah, and you know, are we being careful enough or in the sense of 
couples mm-hmm. being in we're talking about a sexual deviance here now mm-hmm. going out from the partnership mm-hmm. and messing around coming home and bringing home something to and bringing house. home something to their partner right yeah okay yeah so your thoughts on that Lily? well that's a big sigh I don't Obviously, it happens. Mm. Um, men, women wonder. Yeah. Um, and regardless of whether they're wondering, men are wondering to men, women are wondering to women, it's still unacceptable. Mm. Um, what I find interesting is the statistics of supposedly heterosexual men going and being in gay relationships going and you know seeing another man yeah um whilst still being married to their wife and then thinking it's okay to come back and sleep with the wife yeah or even something even worse is um i was speaking to marge at the start end and someone had been out outside of the the commitment mm-hmm. outside of the relationship uh both for the the couple, the lady that he was dealing with, she had HIV. He caught HIV from her. Yes, but he was he was going to get married, <gasps> and he felt that he shouldn't divulge that to his fiance. So he was having a relationship with someone that wasn't his fiance. The person that weren't his fiance had, had was HIV positive. Yeah. yeah, and he was still going to get married and not tell her that. Yeah, disgusting. Mm-hmm disgusting it's quite scary because it's not actually you don't have to disclose that you have um that disease it's Mm. not a disclosable disease if you decide to go around for the rest of your life and not tell anybody that's well within your like with anything you've got i guess yeah it's well within your rights to say no i want to keep this to myself however if you're going into a relationship with someone who thinks that you're committed or you're in a relationship with someone that thinks you're committed, surely it's extremely selfish on your part to withhold that information from that person. Yeah. And this is my point as well now. So I asked you a question a while ago Mm. and said, even if you're in a committed relationship, Mm. do you think that it is right to go out there uh, or to go to uh, come, the, the clinic mm. and be checked on a regular basis no. as a couple. I just, no, why? No, all right, then I'm going to throw that out to the beautiful people out there listening. Okay, guys, um, we're asking the question, well, Lisa did put one in the chat box about five grand if your ex gives you five grand for your birthday. We did ask it last week. Um, your current partner And your current partner says to give it back, would you? Mm-hmm. But this question as well is, could you type this one in the chat as well, Lily? Um, is that, do you think that it's necessary if you're in a committed relationship to have regular checks, um, sexual health checks? I just feel like if you're in a committed relationship, it's almost like you saying to that person, I don't trust you, let's go and get checked. Mm. But just like that, it's the same with the DNA test. I felt oh. the same way. I think if you are in a committed relationship mm. Why must we both go through this horrible experience every single year just to prove that we're committed to I'm one not another? saying every year. Maybe every two years or three years. Regardless of how often it is. 
you know, because it's not it's not a level of trust, is it? It is. Or it should be a level of trust. But people go out there and they do things. Yeah. Right? We spoke about this trust thing as well before, haven't we? Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, it's it's a touchy subject, and these are taboo subjects that maybe people don't tackle. But we need to speak about these things. I found the article. I just yeah, go on. Sorry. And it says in particular, men who have sex with men and Black African people are disproportionately affected. So that's talking about that. It says of the four thousand four hundred and fifty-three mm-hmm. people diagnosed diagnosed with HIV in the UK. In 2018, four, this is in 2018, though. No? 4453. Yeah. 51%. That's the hypers, that's half. Mm. Were gay or bisexual men. Yeah, but yeah. we knew that before. Of 1,550, 1550, mm-hmm. heterosexual people diagnosed with HIV in 2018, 41% were black African men and women. So... Four, five, five. So out of what's that? Two thousand something. Yeah, twenty eighteen. That's no, no, no. This is two separate groups. So yeah, you said four thousand five hundred and fifty three. Four thousand four five three. Fifty one percent of them were um, gay, homosexual, gay or bisexual, gay or bisexual. Yeah, and of that fifty one percent, which works out to be just over two thousand something, maybe. 40-something percent of those were no. African-Caribbean. And of the 1,000 heterosexual, there's two different groups. Oh. Two different groups. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so heterosexuals and bisexual and gay people. Yeah, but that, that doesn't necessarily mean that those heterosexuals that have um, tested positive, that they've necessarily gone into be, they've got that from a gay relationship. That could be men who are, yeah, okay, being... Bi? No, maybe. not being bi. Oh, not bi, because it's... Men being um, unfaithful mm. and sleeping with a female that's got HIV. Yeah. Or sleeping with loads of females that's got HIV. Mm. That doesn't necessarily mean it's coming from a man sleeping with a man. Right. Even though they do have the higher um, probability, 51% of them would be homosexual or bisexual. Mm doesn't necessarily mean that from the heterosexual men they're sleeping with a gay person right because the... it just means that they're either very very free with their sexuality or they're cheating on their other half with mm. someone else or yeah. a number of people or just not even from a young person's perspective because we looked at it from a young person's perspective didn't we mm. and the the sexual stereotypes that they see they've got to um, go into a relationship or go into it heads along because they're peers and all that kind of stuff mm. and not being sexually educated to know that you've got to protect yourself have a bit of um, respect for the the women that you're seeing okay you know yeah. I'm going to be very very blunt yeah be blunt and I think a lot of um, older Caribbean and African People are not going to like me for this. Right. I honestly blame the parents. For what? When it comes to, I'm going to talk from my generation, maybe the generation down and above. Mm. When it comes to talking about sexuality, talking about sex, talking about relationships, 
we do not have the same openness with our parents as maybe other cultures do, mm. especially the girls. Yeah. There's no way from, and this isn't anything against my parents, but there was no way at 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, I would have spoken to my parents about going and having, going and getting birth control or anything like that. No way. But birth control is different to contracting. No, 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 no. It's not different. Birth control and and protecting yourself the same. It, to me, it's on the same board. It's on the same board. If you're having, don't, get, don't get confused. It's because, not. No, birth control is a pill. Yeah, yeah, that's for me. But I'm saying birth control on both sides. Okay. Male and female, it's still across the board. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But as a young person, I would not have that conversation with my parents. And I think generally in African Caribbean households, that is li- that is a general is consensus. That no, no. Don't, we don't have those conversations. Mm, well, we should be having those conversations. I now, think. Yeah. maybe parents are becoming a bit more awakened to mm. the ac- that they have to acknowledge that maybe they're 14-year-olds. <laughs> maybe active. Yeah. But are those 14-year-olds confident enough to come and have that conversation with you and say, oh, I like this boy, I like this girl, but what do I do? Mm, I think, t- but that's a bit young though, isn't it? To be- but that's, this is what I'm saying. We're having this conversation <laughs> right now. <laughs> You're saying, but it's a bit young. That's why African-Caribbean households yeah. have the, the higher risk, in my opinion, of their children going off and doing things behind the parents' back and the parents not being aware of how sexually active their children are because we don't want to have that conversation with our children. Mm. Mm. Let's take this call. Hello. Hello. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I am wonder and fool. Oh, Anthony, (laughs) how are you doing? (laughs) I'm great. I'm great. Yeah. I was just hearing you a lot. You said a lot of great things today. You were talking about um, passive income, which I'm so big into right now. And now you're talking about sexual deviance. So I guess let's go with sexual deviance now. Okay. My question question first is to Lee saying, okay, I'm coming for you now. So (laughs) it's just wanted to get to know what, why you said what you said earlier. You said that, um, it is not acceptable to be different. And I wasn't quite sure where that was from. Are you saying, let me help you out a bit, are you saying it's unacceptable if you're in a committed heterosexual relationship or you're just saying it's just not acceptable at all to be sexually different, I mean, like, not being heterosexual? No, 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 no I never that. said it's, it's um, unacceptable to be different. I said it's unacceptable to be deviant in the sense that you're deceiving the person that you're with. If you are openly saying to the person, look, I am a free spirit, I like to have relations, and this is the life I live, then you play, you do what you need to do. But I just feel it's wrong for you to be in a supposed committed relationship, and I say that with air quotes, whether you're in a, a bisexual relationship, a gay relationship, a heterosexual relationship, uh asymmetrical whatever it in my opinion is wrong for you to mislead the other person and say yes baby i'm committed to you and then behind that back you're going and having these extra 
extracurricular activity relationships. Do you understand what I mean? There's okay, no. If you're that. different, you're different. If you decide to have whatever type of sexual relationship you want to have, that's your choice. We are in a pro-choice world. But if you are going to be in a relationship where you say you're committed to that person, you're committed to that person, unless you openly state from the beginning, I like to be free. Yeah, and also you was made the point about um it was the fiance he didn't divulge the yeah. information that's what was unacceptable yeah. not divulging that he had hiv and but still was going to get married to that person without letting her okay. know all yeah. right it's good to clarify that anyway because i was just watching your back anyway <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I know you got me, Anthony. I know you got okay. me. <laughs> so, um, uh, on the issue of black men, obviously, this is very close to my heart, and it wasn't something that I wanted to go for. A lot of I've always been different. Like when I was a child in Africa, so my my African parents, my, my nickname was girl. Like they mm. call me Ogre, meaning like a girl. Mm. But it was very innocent and was playful because I was always. Hanging out with girls, I was I had more girls than your average guy when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like the the envy of um of 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 the boys, like you know. And even in in church, I was called girl because I always get leads, soprano leads, and even classical pieces. Like I was singing higher than some girls at, at when I was nineteen because my voice refused to drop. So um, it had kind of like some really cool stuff, but. As I grew older and I started to, you know, when I when I came to the UK and I started, it, it, it became a different thing. That's when I started seeing, okay, this is not quite cool as and young and innocent as <laughs> when I was little. It's really become a serious subject. And that's when I started investigating this further. So actually, this conversation is great because it's so empowering. Apart from the fact there's a lot of cultural ignorance or religious ignorance about human sexuality, mm-hmm. um, that is one thing we really, really need to understand. Because if you understand it, then you save young men and young, particularly African communities, you will save young developing people from a life of trauma mm. and hell mm. just because you don't they're just different you know if you were if i was a female now and i had lots of testosterone i would go and do sports i'd be running for my country mm. or playing football but if you're a guy and you're a bit you have a bit of more progesterone than your average guy so you did de- de- you dehumanize him when yeah. actually you could counsel him and help him. Maybe he could become a hairstylist, a mm. hairdresser, mm. a dressmaker, a cake maker. So many great things that you could you could even a female impersonator as an actor. Mm. Look at Tyler Perry. You <laughs> look at Little Britain. But we are so look at RuPaul. That's a multi-billion-pound industry. But because of religion and culture, we completely. I can go on and on about this. Mm. It's so it's so annoying because androgyny. There's an African god that is androgynous called Oshimari in in the Yoruba land from Africa. This god has been in this culture for thousands of years. He balances feminine and masculine energy, mm. right? Oshimari, that god. Now Oshimari literally means rainbow in Africa. Wow. In my in my in, in the Yoruba culture, it means rainbow. The same rainbow that is appropriated in the West by the LGBT. So you have Westerners who come to Africa 
taking your gold, run away with it, monetize it, and then they leave you with a statue of a dead Mary telling you Africans to be bound to it and asking you to pray for you. Where is the cognitive dissonance in that? Mm. But meanwhile, they're taking Oshimari to the West and they're making billions out of it. And we're still in Africa being impoverished, praying uh, to white Mary for deliverance. Well, listen, no, 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 you lost me. <laughs> so for me personally, I had a personal journey trying to understand why, what is wrong with me? I'm, ju- I, I'm just me. This is just who I am. I'm naturally the point, isn't a it? calm girl. This yeah. is just me. So I had to do my own research and find out. But back to the sexual deviance thing. I think Africa, and this is probably leading nicely to that because we have so been misinformed about a lot of things, not even just about sexuality, even about who the hell we are. Mm. So we have this taboo, like, oh, it's off topic, it's unacceptable, you have to ostracize them. But meanwhile, whatever you demonize will go underground. It's yes. like drugs. You yeah. say it's cannabis, you think it's illegal, but people, they're going to do it anyway. Mm. They're still going to do it. So what better? Rather pretend the problem doesn't exist and you shove it on the carpet, confront the problem, discuss yeah, we it, have to, educate, we inform, understand it, and find the pros and cons about it. Mm. And um, that leads nice to the fact that couples who are bisexual, smart black women, I know this firsthand. It's not even like I read in a book. I see it. Smart black women who know their men are bent or bisexual, they protect them and they negotiate. They get to let their men get a suitor, a boyfriend, a lover, whatever, and they get to know that person so they can bring that person around them so he is in a safe, controlled environment where he's not running off behind her back Mm -hmm. and trying to get off with any Tom, Dick and Harry, any alley or um, a back alley club, sauna, hotel where she, that man will go and compromise himself and then compromise her on her matrimonial bed. Mm. That's how smart forward thinking educated black women roll now. Because you can't if, if you love the man and he's your provider and you built a life together or you you're probably childhood friends and you want to help him, actually just a human humanitarian level, but also you have an interest in your children and your welfare, that's the best thing you will do. So that way is a win win. Mm. But what would you rather to pretend that, oh, he's a man, my man is not like that, but he's doing it anyway, and he's going to bring diseases to you. And not only that, he's going to spread diseases around the African community and around the LGBTQIA plus community. That is why the Terence Higgins Trust report did categorically spell it out that the HIV is actually more rampant among black men, wow. whether they're heterosexual or gay, mm-hmm. and women. Yeah. So there is a problem. We Absolutely. have a problem, and denying it is not helping anybody. So we need to grow up and start. And it, it annoys me because you go out there with these men, and the more the more homophobic they are, the more bisexual these men are. Because here's my theory: if you are a straight man and you walk into a room, you don't need to tell a woman that. Don't you know the kind of men that I am? Mm. Don't you know that I'm a straight man? Girls will naturally gravitate towards you. Even gay men, bisexual, will give you part of why you are the you are the personification of a man. I want to be like you. Mm. So technically, you are a powerful male because you can not only try to make gay men or bi men to be more like a real man, like you are, and you want you want women to like you. But when you see a man being so anti, uh, I'm gonna burn you. I'm gonna do that. Don't look at me. Don't you? 
clearly he's overcompensating for his lack of what he wants to be. Wow. Thank you so much, flag. Anthony. Thanks, Anthony. You can tell this is close to your heart, but we've got to cut you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. There's a lot of food for thought there, I think. A lot of Definitely. food for thought there. Sorry for the rant. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your call. Thank you for your call. But, thank yeah. you. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. So it's so true, isn't it, about, you know... It, as Anthony said there, it's rampant. It's something that needs to be spoken about um, within our community mm. because often, like you said, our parents no, will never speak about it. It's just something that you just or sweep under the carpet or mm. just um, put the blinkers on or be like an em- emu that buries their, their head in the sand. Mm. But it's something that is happening mm. within our community and if we can if we can be safe and save um another life as it were mm. in the sense of yes these things are happening and what are we going to do about it mm. then it makes it all the better than having to end up in a situation like that man with his fiance yeah and then that's an, a whole nother new can of worms right yeah and i think that um anthony raised a good point and myself having quite um, I wouldn't say strict. I'm going to say the word religious because that's generally what comes under convictions. Yeah, but it is religion does make it very rigid how you can or what topic you can talk about, mm. especially when it comes to someone's sexuality. But I do think it's like what Anthony said: being parents, being you know of a strict religious background or whatever. Do you would you prefer to protect your child and keep your child healthy and and you know Safe. even mentally healthy or would you prefer to like he said brush it under the rug? No, it doesn't really happen. Mm. No, you're not like that. And then the inevitable happens, whether it's them, you know, coming home with a sexually transmitted disease, a baby, or anything else that can come out of. Um, you know, in unsafe relationships, yeah. you're going to say it like that. Yeah. What would you prefer? You know, and I do think it's a conversation that we can have many, 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 many times over. We can't but do within, it for half an hour. No. Yeah. But within the African Caribbean community, it, it is something that, I mean, the, the statistics show it. Yeah. If it's more rampant among us, there is definitely a reason why. Mm. And that must be, again, going back to the education. Mm educating ourselves and you know sometimes you just have to face things head on Mm. and accept whatever is being um, presented Mm. and see how not to deal with it but how we can prevent it Mm. you know prevent these things again so it's about that awareness it's about it's about having an understanding and yes Lily so I have a question (laughs) for you yeah Obviously, within our community, we have an issue when it comes to speaking to our children about it. Mm. And then we send them to school and they supposedly teach them sex education. Yeah. Why is it so um, such a taboo for our children to learn this in school? Because if you're not going to teach it at home... Yeah, but it's the way Don't it's they taught. have to learn an education from somewhere? I know a friend of mine, she's uh, a, like a nurse. She goes into schools and shows young youngsters how to 
you know, use a condom, put it on, you know, they have the... the Bunsen burner. Yeah, or whatever they put yeah. it on. I mean, it's... But she goes in and shows them how to do that. But, but, you know, that's potentially protecting them and letting them know what to do if they ever find themselves in that situation. Mm. Uh, I feel that it would be better coming from the parents. Yes. But if the parents don't, because we, we, we took you out of sex ed, right? We didn't... We, it wasn't allowed. And I don't even know if we taught you any... Did we teach you any of it? To some degree, I was talking spoke know. about things. I don't really but I'm not with the nitty-gritty of it. Exactly. <laughs> so I must have spoken to you about it. But, you know, it's um, it's it's important, you know, to, to not be ashamed of your nakedness, mm. not to be ashamed of who you are mm. and to be able to be who you are. Mm. And I know that some youngsters, they come out, but in this, this world that we live in, you know, sometimes they do push a demographic on people as well. They do have an agenda to push certain issues on people, onto people. That's but then your sometimes personal you're, opinion. Though. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. All right, like we say, everything we speak about on this show is our opinion on it. Don't take it as gospel. Go and do your research. And further, if you're interested in the topic, go and further the interest and find out a little bit more about it. We can only bring you a small amount Snippet. in a small amount of time. So quite a heavy topic there, but we've put out a couple of questions there, um, beautiful people. So you're um, in a committed relationship. Should you still go and get tested at, at the, what's it called, at the clinic? Sexual regularly, health clinic. Yeah. Sexual health clinic um, every so often. And if your ex gives you five grand for your birthday and your current partner says to, to give it back, would you give it back? So come on, guys, call us in, call in and let us know what you think about what we're speaking about tonight. Yes, Lily? What I would find, would um, be interested to know is what the ages of these statistics are, because from um, something I know, they only see, in sexual health clinics, they only see you up to a certain age, I think it's about age 25, mm -hmm. um, where you can go, you can get free contraception and stuff like that. So I'd be interested to know what the numbers, what the ages of the people are in these studies, if it's more rampant upon the older um, post-25 mm. ages, um, maybe that might give some hints as to why people are um, coming, getting these diseases. Yeah. Um, or if it's just a lack of education. Because I, I, I find it very interesting that they only provide... Um, this service, sexual health service, family planning for, mm. for under 25s. And thereafter you're on your own. But then I'm sure by the time you're 25, you should have some form of knowledge or understanding of You'd be sexual surprised. health. I, I, I'm with an app and some of the questions in relation to sexual health and sex and relationships are shocking. Right. Like you would think, you're part of this group because you're either a, a mother, you want to be a mother, or if you've got children, so you've had sex. Mm. But the knowledge is 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 actually quite shocking. It does it did make me step back and think. Do you know what? <laughs> what is the education that they are giving to young people? Mm. Um, I do know that they. So I always speak about the youth plug because it's such a great um, new budding company that's come about and they do provide schools with they get people to come in and talk to schools and yeah stuff. um 
and I did a speak for them last week and they had someone in the school that we was in talking about sexual health and she was a sexual health nurse yeah and the topic she did go quite deep in she gave some good knowledge but that's one school out of however many thousands there are in the UK yeah um but it does make me think from some of the questions that grown women are asking in this group what so there you they go. are being told. So what it is, you said not to, um, not to 25, um, 16 to 25, you can go to a sexual health clinic, right? Mm. So here's another side hustle, guys. All right, I, I get them. No, I you get can't these do a side hustle if you're not. <laughs> you Listen, can't just make a side hustle about the education. He said about being innovative. All right. So if you are, if you do have an idea about these things, starting up a business, a startup, educating women, can you see where I'm going with this? I can, but you do need to have some education. Of course in you this do. Instance. Yeah, but you can go and you can you can study a little bit for it. Yeah, because right? we can say educate yourself. Yeah. So we've always got to keep on. We never stop learning. We mm-hmm. never stop learning. But that's a great side hustle going and teaching. You should be on there teaching these women. You know, that's another not about sexual health. No, thank you. Problem solution. They don't know certain things. That's the problem. You give them the solution yeah. and how they can better look after themselves. Yeah. You know, so any um, sexual health coaches, there you go. All right. And I think I knew a guru once or other, but I'm sure they're out there. They they're are. definitely out there. They are. All right. But are they out there in our community? That's the question. But, well, this is it. This is it. And we find that a lot of, um, we, 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 there's a lot of niche within our community Mm. there's a lot of people that we can help there's lots of things that we can actually be doing to help elevate right can I be maybe it's gonna be ignorant but I feel like in this instance Mm. do we want to be helped that's true because it's one of those things where like I was saying before it's one of those taboo topics us talking about it on the show we talk about taboo topics yes that's what Wimbo and Naturally Lily do yes okay (laughs) but are these topics that are then going to transcend is this gonna continue on the outside Mm. or is it just we've said it on tonight's show and then parents are going to just be like, yeah, no, not talking to my child about sex. I'm not having that conversation because they're not going to do it in my house. The thing is, once you know, it's up to you what you do with the information. You can only, you can only divulge it. Mm. But if people want to accept it and go away and do their research and then say, oh, do you know what? This is really good and I am going to do it. Mm -hmm. Then that's a bonus. If not, then we still remain in ignorance and then we've still got a lot of work to do within the community. Mm. So it's really us making that choice, mm. you know, but with the times that we're living in, it would be quite ignorant not to do anything about it. Mm. That's again, my opinion. <laughs> That's my opinion. So please um, don't shoot the messenger as it were, <laughs> you know, and we, we are, we're all entitled to have an opinion. We're mm. all entitled to speak we live in a free world. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm not too sure, given the fact that we've been on household arrest for the past how, how many months, you know, and that they monitor everything. But at the moment, we can speak about the things that matter. Yeah. Yeah. All right, then, beautiful people. We will see you in five. Gary, Joy McKay, Mark Philogene, who is also on from 10 till 12. So Derek Givens there, that's a track called if you could see it featured in a film um 
Where the Heart Is, I think that was the name of the film. Was this Joy McKay says, I truly appreciate your encouragement and kindness towards the listeners, your research and commitment to discussion to discussion, others let fall fall by the wayside. Thanks for your details of places to find assistance. Please continue sharing and caring about the marginalized majority. Blessings always, ladies, from my heart to all flavors community. Oh, thank you so much, Joy. That's very beautiful. And yes, I know we do touch on various topics. They might be strike a nerve because we possibly don't want to speak about it or like you're like, oh, yeah, no, let's tackle it. Let's tackle it head on and see, you know, there's a Terence Higgins trust. And he's always, from the 80s, I remember Terence Higgins dealing with HIV Mm. um, because it was very rampant and it's still rampant, but it's just something that we do not speak about in this day and age. And sexual deviancy, going outside of a union, going outside of a relationship and, you know, putting your partner in jeopardy. If you want to do that, go outside, but don't come back. That's what I say, go (laughs) outside, but don't come back. If that's what you want to do, you know, so thank you so much for your words of encouragement too. And thank you guys so much for listening. Um, it's a wonderful platform, the allflavorsradio.com. I take my hat off to George Flavors putting all this together. And seriously, I think that the next time that they have these awards that come around, so let's look out for it. Well, we will look out for it and we're going to yeah. vote George Flavors. Yeah. Let him get a nice award to say thank you for contributing towards the community mm-hmm. and enabling us and enabling the DJs, enabling everyone to be able to have their say. Mm-hmm. So, Lily, you know that we're, we're going through the Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And um, what have you taken out from the discussions that we've had this evening? As in what topic have I chosen? Yeah, what topic? So I have chosen um, the 10th step towards riches. Okay. Based on our conversation today. Yeah. The 10th step is the mastery of sex transmutation. Okay. So I'm going to read a little section from this and then I'm going to expand. Yes. It says... The meaning of the word transmute is, in simple language, the changing or transferring of one's element or form of energy into another. The motion of sex brings into being a state of mind. Because of ignorance on the subject, this state of mind is generally associated with the physical and because of improper influences to which most people have been subjected in acquiring knowledge of sex, things essentially physical have Things essentially physical have been highly biased, have highly biased the mind. Why did I choose this? Yeah. Because I think within our conversation today, we've obviously spoke about um, sexual deviancy and there's a set the point here where we spoke about energy, transferring one's energy onto another. Mm. And um, the act itself is a transference of energy. Yeah. So when you think about um, the man or the woman that's in a so-called committed relationship, that energy should be between you and your partner. That should not be between you and your partner and the third, fourth, fifth party Mm. that you've decided to introduce. 
Yeah. Okay. And that's what throws the energy between you and that person completely off. Mm. If you've made an agreement within yourself that you said, look, I'm happy living the free life, then let your energy flow free. But if you have made a commitment to that person, then you need to understand that this is our energy and I'm not going to break this cycle by going off and and being distracted elsewhere. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, No, so, yeah, so, but also when it speaks about the bias of how we look at the act itself, that it's been based on what the physical is, the Mm. biases. Oh, some people look at it as a negative thing. I think Anthony mentioned about, um, you know, the devil that you know, trying to put it under the covers. Let's not talk about it Mm. right now. Even though I know one day you're going to do it, I don't want to talk about it with you. Making it something that's so negative. And when you... And dirty. And dirty. Like, oh no, you know, but no, let's just discuss it. It's not that way. Right. Right. But like you said, that I love that, the energy Mm. and the transmutation of that energy. But I think in... Um, when Napoleon Hill spoke about it, it it's actually a really beautiful thing mm. because that energy can be put to that sexual energy mm. to creative use. It contributes to, listen, the book's called <laughs> Think and Grow Rich. Right. It contributes to one's wealth. Yes. Used correctly. Right. Used correctly. Mm. It contributes to one's wealth. Wealth is health. It is actually very healthy. Yeah to have a nice, robust sexual relationship Mm. for whatever relationship I'm talking about, um, um, monogamous relationship that you're in is very healthy. Trustworthy, trustworthy, monogamous and keeping that way, keeping the energy in amongst the the couple that have decided to make that commitment Mm. to each other. Yeah. Yeah. We've we've spoken a lot about, you know, our um what did we call it the other day? Our love MOT and mm. we've spoken about mental health and Mel's men's mental health and loads of different things in the nineteen weeks guys we've been doing this show and we need to understand there are many, many, many contributing factors to all of the different topics that we've spoken about when it comes to relationships and our mental health. Mm. And um, specifically on this topic of relationships and and um, sexual relationships, it is healthy if you keep it healthy. Yes. Yeah. So, you know? Do you know, I re- kind of retract, uh, and I think you've answered that question about being in a committed relationship. <laughs> really. About it's not necessary. No. It's not necessary. Because if you are both, mm. you know, solid... Mm. enough and you trust each other enough then you don't have to no yeah so that one's answered but you just quickly answer the other one the five thousand pound one oh my goodness so i know for a fact that my partner would not be telling me to give back five thousand pounds he told me to double it give back the rest so you make 10 and then you can give the person back the five i think the general consensus is that if someone gives you five thousand pounds and they were previously in a relationship with you they're more than likely to have an ulterior motive Mm. my view on that is the fact that that's their problem not mine yeah and i will happily take the money (laughs) you know if you have an issue further on, then you shouldn't have given me the money in the first place. That's right. But if you take the money, you're going to kind of um, 
make sure you take a contract saying that you don't. No, I'm not taking a back. contract. You're giving me a gift. It's a gift. Just like if you gave me a card, what I've got. A, no, I'm not signing a contract for a card. You're giving me five thousand yeah. pounds. You don't a want card? them taking your judge you. duty. Okay. What for a gift? <laughs> well, they always say it's a gift, and then it turns out they end up in an argument and they want the gift back. Yeah. So hey, yeah, yeah the motives, people's motives behind doing things that, that too you have to kind of be very wary of. You know. Would you give it back? Of course I wouldn't. <laughs> you spent it already in your head. You've like five thousand pounds. I'm gonna do this. Get some bitcoins, some ripple coins. <laughs> put a couple investments on Tesla and um, oh, some gold. Doing very hey. well at the moment. Yeah, very very well. So you know, yeah, I've spent the money already. So <clears throat> she's straightened her collar. <laughs> so guys, yeah, just um, really shouting out all the DJs. I think. Um, DJ Lara's on tonight, 8 till 10, and then Mark Philogene on from 10 till 12. And you can catch Charlie Muir from 7 till 9 tomorrow and Darnell as well. Darnell does a wellness show too. So shouting out Darnell. And also check out the schedule too. We have a variety going on all week. Um, Friday, um, Thursday, DJ Ninja Man Lloyd and DJ Caddy. I think, I think maybe John Jay jumps on as well. So check, and check, just check out the schedule. And we are also looking for DJs and presenters too. So yeah, come and jump on board. Thank you so much, all of you, for your company tonight. We do hope you've enjoyed the show. And like we say, we're here every single Tuesday from six till eight, talking about many, many different topics, various different things. So tell a friend, tell a friend and bring them on board. So I guess that's it from us, Lily. What is it? The 8th of, 8th of December. December. Not too long. Counting down the days, I guess, till the new year. All right. I'm sure we we can't wait to see the back of this year. But there were some, a lot of great things that this happened. This year taught me many, many lessons. One so lesson that you got from this year? Believe in myself. Mm. Yeah. Self-belief. It's amazing, mm. self-belief. For me, that even in a crisis, that something beautiful can come out oh, of that. Yes, definitely. You know, so look for the opportunity to grow. That's right. We need to talk. Let's talk, Joy. <laughs> Joy McKay, always there in the chat room. Just um, there is a really good energy <clears throat> bigging up, bigging up. So just shouting out again, Gary and Kenny. Also, guest 14, guest 308, guest 59, guest 601, guest 889, guest 967, and Guan Girl 23 from Hayes. <laughs> nice. I love that. So, guys, whatever you're doing, stay blessed, stay happy, just stay elevated, and remain in the vortex, all right? Don't let no one take you out of your vortex. And all we've got left to say to y'all is... We'll see y'all on the other side. Take care. Listen, dear. I realize that you've been hurt deeply. Because I've been there. But regardless to who, what, why, when, and where. We all...